Chats from the Blog Cabin. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one one podcast. Come join Melissa and her guests on the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast. From North Carolina, this podcast will have you feeling like you've known these folks for years. Listen in as they chat about life, culture, current events, and more, all with a special Southern flair. Curl up with your favorite beverage and get ready to be entertained. Tune in now for a unique experience that's fun and insightful. Hey, y'all. I am back from Waxhaw or Monroe, back from Ashley's book launch party. And let me say that I was very excited to go to this book launch um, because Ashley's book has made such a huge impact on me. And I really hoped that I could actually have the book in my hand to have her sign it. But unfortunately, because I ordered through Amazon, which sometimes, sometimes you get it early, sometimes you don't. Amazon did not deliver the book until yesterday afternoon. I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, the book launch was Tuesday night. I didn't get home till Wednesday, so it was sitting on my front porch when I got home. So, fortunately or unfortunately, I actually bought another book for Ashley to sign, and I'm actually going to bless the book that I bought through Amazon to someone else. Um, I actually think I might do a giveaway. I might do a giveaway. Um, so look, look for that. If I do do a giveaway, I'll have it on my next episode, um, the little commercial. And so you will see. Um, I am very much blessed with the ability to be able to go and do things. Um, a lot of the times it's through my blogging and through podcasting that I'm able to go and, and do a lot of the great things. Like I mentioned before, we've traveled a lot this year. We traveled to Nashville. We traveled to um, Charleston. I've also gone to She Speaks in in Charlotte. And now we went to Waxhaw, which is like a little, maybe 15, 20 minutes away from where her book book launch was. And the only reason why I picked Waxhaw is because when I was looking in Monroe and looking at the hotels, And then I went to Airbnb and looked at the Airbnbs. I'm like, for the price that I'm paying for a hotel, one room, two beds, because Gracie, of course, went with me, I could get almost double that. I've got two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a a living room, a kitchen. There was a swimming pool. There was a fitness area. I mean, and we were right in town um, in Waxhaw, and we were able to walk around and do a lot of things. So, of course, I went with the Airbnb. I mean, I'm not stupid. Airbnb, to me, is much better because you, you feel like you're at home. And it's a little bit quieter. Um, I don't know if because we stayed in Charlotte at the we went, when I went to the Sea Speaks conference and they had um, trouble with the air conditioning. The pool wasn't open. It just wasn't the greatest hotel. And so I'm like, you know what? I am actually going to, we're going to stay at the Airbnb. So we walked around Waxhaw the day before. Um, the day of the conference and the night we got there, we walked around some more. Um, but you know, I'm really, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a couple of good highs and peaks during this visit, um, during this trip. And there was a couple of lows. 
So let me go, and I posted on Instagram yesterday. Um, so let me talk about the highs. The highs was one, being able to physically thank Ashley for writing the book. The book was amazing. It talks about how she was wrestling with God during a time where her life was absolutely at the darkest. Um, and then it was also talking about how when God is with us, when God is going, we're going through these, these struggles, God is not trying to tell us to throw everything away. I, there was a part of her, the book that she read called, it's talking about your cell phone. And like when your cell phone runs low on batteries, do we throw it out? No, we just charge it. And we need to remember to fill ourselves up and to recharge ourselves. And a lot of the times my recharging is coming home and just sitting there going by some body of water or just going off and doing things and not being home all the time. That's how I recharge. Yes, these trips are long. Yes, they're, the drive is pretty long. Yes, yesterday's drive was about four hours. Um, but when I get home, I appreciate home so much more. Um, I think yesterday when we got home, I actually filmed. And if you go on my stories, uh, I'll put it in the highlight bubble. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, it'll be in the highlights coming home. I'm going to start filming every time we come home because literally the dogs are right there at the door. We're, we're coming in. And they have to appear our our car drive in the driveway because we park in the back. So they have to either hear it or see it come in. The rest of the time, the windows in the front are closed, so they'll have to hear it. Um, but being greeted like that, and then um, yesterday when my husband came home, I ran to the door, like, to give him a big hug and a kiss because, you know, I missed him. I mean, I, I, I FaceTime him all the time. When we FaceTime him, we FaceTime him and ask him about where the dogs are because we want to talk to them. So that's, that's a huge, being able to come home having no car trouble um the week before we took them out of the room because we're taking a lot of trips this year i mean we went to charlotte went to charleston went to nashville i mean we changed our oil all the time but i just felt like and we've gone to greenville a couple of times but i just felt like it needed to just get a good work over to make sure it was okay and our mechanic who was amazing who was so great um, actually did all the work and said he didn't find anything wrong with it, but they needed to grease some of the wheels because the bearings were kind of rubbing up against each other and didn't charge us anything for it. So, I mean, he's, he's a pretty nice guy, um, but he's been our mechanics for years and years and years and he's a friend of the family. So, you know, he's just being really nice. And he, I basically told him we wanted to make sure that the car was in tip top condition because we had a trip coming up and I wanted to, you know, cause we've been going on a lot of hills. Um, if you drive to Nashville, there's hills. It's like you literally you come up on the road and you don't know if you're going to go straight down or straight across because you're going up the hill and you don't know. So with that, he checked it out, made sure everything was okay, made sure the transmission was good, and honestly say it ran better because we had it checked out. Um, and then when we got there, we found a Greek restaurant, which... Um, I think it's called Grisa, Greasy, G-R-E-C-I. And it was a Greek grill. And Spanakata is one of my absolute favorite things to eat. And they had it on the menu. So, of course, I got that. Um, that was a really good day. And then we got to the, the hotel or the Airbnb. And I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, sometimes when you go to Airbnbs, you can kind of click the lock and you can get in there quickly. Um, but unfortunately the lock was actually programmed to not open to four o'clock. So we had to wait a couple of minutes to, we got there maybe 10 minutes early, um, had to wait exactly at four to enter the 
logged in key to get in. Once we were in, we were totally impressed with the Airbnb. If you're ever staying in Waxhaw, um, it's called, um, and you're going through Airbnb. I'm going to look it up real quick because I sent my daughter the link because I was like, your apartment is what you're paying for your, because I actually looked it up to see how much um, the apartment was. Um, if you actually lived in the apartment building and it's actually less than what she pays in California for a one bedroom, one bath, but it's called a rental unit in Waxhaw. And the picture that will come up will be a picture of, um, the balcony, which I absolutely loved. I only got to enjoy it one day because there was one morning, um, that we were there that I was able to get up and we just kind of did everything kind of slowly go with the flow type things. We didn't have anything that we had to do until seven that night. Um, so we got, walked around town, went to the antique stores, which I love going to antique stores. Um, we went to a restaurant. This is another, this was a disappointment that I thought was going to be good because I had looked, when I go, before we go anywhere, I kind of research the restaurants of places I want to eat at, um, just to kind of have a feeling of, of where everything's at and what, you know, what they have for food. So I kind of researched it. I wish I'd researched this particular restaurant better. Um, but we got, I ordered a flounder platter, which is a plate, you know, with the, you know, and Gracie ordered salmon. Okay. Well, first of all, we should have known we walked in. It wasn't that busy. There was no one to greet us. It says, please wait for the hostess to seat you. And the hostess comes up just two, and I mean, not hello, how are you doing or anything like that, sits us in and the waitress comes over and we order our drinks. We both Gracie had a Sprite. I got a sweet tea. And the waitress comes back over and says, okay, are you ready to order? And so she's like, oh, we're out of fries. No, wait a second. Gracie ordered her salmon and she ordered mashed potatoes and, um, what did she order? Mashed potatoes and I can't remember what else she ordered. Hush puppies. Hush puppies is a side. We ordered a order of mozzarella sticks and I ordered the fish plat, the the flounder plate, because I love fried flounder. Can't find it anywhere a lot of times. And I ordered, there at that point, she says, oh, well, we're out of French fries. This is 1 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're out of fries. Okay. All right, so restaurant, and you're out of fries at 1 o'clock. Yeah. So I was like, okay, give me onion rings. Well, we got the food. And when the food came out, Gracie got her food. I got mine. But mine wasn't a sandwich. And I'm like, I didn't order the fish sandwich. I ordered the plate because that's what it said. Well, I just call it fish sandwich. Because if I had known it was going to come in a sandwich, I wouldn't have ordered it. Because, number one, it had tartar sauce on it. I do not like tartar sauce. Nowhere on this menu did it say it had tartar sauce on it. Uh, second of all, the food wasn't that great. A flounder was very undercooked. I I started eating it. The outside was very crunchy, but the inside was very, like, runny, almost raw. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, at that point, I was so hungry. I just ate half the flounder. The onion rings tasted freezer burn. Gracie's mashed potatoes tasted like <laughs> seafood, she said. I'm like, how can you mas mess up mashed potatoes? And then she had salmon, and some of her salmon wasn't that good. But she took it home. And actually nuked it in the microwave, and it was better, and her hush puppies. So, but the good things that came out of those two things was, one, while we were sitting there, I saw where 
or when we were going to the restaurant, I saw where they had the Andrew Jackson birthplace, and it was like an arrow pointing down. So I was like, I wonder how far away we are. We were only like five minutes away. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're five minutes away. Let's go ahead and drive down this long, windy road and go check it out. So we did. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a huge birthplace. Like, you know, you would think birthplaces, you would think it'd be a big market. No, it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was by a church. Um, just go down this road and you, you go around in a circle and then you can take a picture. And so Gracie got out and took a picture. And what really saddened me was that his name was scratched out. And I understand a lot of people do that because they have, um, people are against, um, he has slaves, and I think there was something else I messed, I, I actually screenshotted Gracie. Um, yeah, I screenshot Gracie. I, yeah, I send a lot of information. But he was, um, he was criticized for his racial policies, particularly his treatment of Native Americans. And he was born near the Waxhaw settlement between North Carolina and South Carolina, which was really funny to us, because to go to the birthplace, even though it was in Waxhaw, um, you had to enter into South Carolina and then you enter back into North Carolina. And it's, it's so funny. You're only in South Carolina for like a minute and a half. The road, just the way it goes. But we had taken a different GPS this time. Instead of using Google Maps, we used, um, I don't know, because normally my app for Google Maps, the guy's Australian. This time it was a woman talking and we had never heard this before. So I think anytime we go into another state from now on, we're, we're going to use this particular Google uh, this particular lady, because when we entered into South Carolina, it said, welcome to South Carolina. And then we came back through and went to North Carolina. It says, welcome to North Carolina, which I think is pretty funny. So we got to see that. That was a part of history that we wouldn't have seen. And I'm glad we took a little side trip that we did and went and saw that. Then, um, as we were eating dinner, eating lunch, I should say, before we went to the, um, birthplace little marker, we saw there was something across the street called Sweet Repeats. And I thought it was like a dessert shop. But come to find out it was a secondhand store. And Grace is like, oh, it's just for kids. I'm like, no, let's just go in and look. So I love looking at going in thrift stores, secondhand stores, anything like that. So we went in and I found this beautiful pitcher and saucer that I had been looking for one for a long time for decoration for my house. And I found it. And I'm like, and it was cheap. It was like $25. And the most you see them like that, that were, are bigger are almost up to $100. So I'm so glad I found that one. So that was, that was the good things that came out of us eating at that restaurant. So I always look for good things. And then we went back and we kind of just hung out and I laid around and then I got a shower because I knew I needed a shower before we went to this event. We got to the event, um, it's out in the middle of nowhere, which really shocked me because it's at, at a, author that I follow's house did not know that when I first signed up to attend the event. But after doing a little research to find out exactly where it's at, I realized where it was at. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not know. So I was really like, I had expectations going in. I was pumped about being on the launch team and being able to attend this for Ashley and just being there and you know cheering her on because you know, she's such a, I love being on her launch team. We get there and I'm looking around and I feel so out of place. You know, you always have that little voice in you and the devil saying, you don't fit here. You don't belong. Everybody knew everybody else there. And of course they would, 
because I was coming from out of town. I was coming from four hours away to attend this launch. Everybody else pretty much lived in town and were local. Um, Ashley was so sweet. She came up and she talked to everybody at the event. And she also talked, her mom actually came over and had a good conversation with us. And we talked about California because that's where her mom was from. And her mom was so sweet. So they really made us feel at ease. Um, but you I, ever built up in your mind the way somebody is and then you have interacted with them, um, done coaching with them, you actually interviewed them for the podcast. And then when you meet them in person, it's like, oh, kind of disappointing. I don't know if it's because I built this person up so much in my head. And I'm not going to tell you, you can kind of figure out who it is because go back and look. And I think I've told you a couple of episodes ago that who, what um, thing it was. But I was really disappointed. Not disappointed in the fact that, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I felt like she was a little standoffish. And I understand she, there was a lot of pressure. This was at her, at her farm. Um, she was really going through, they had, they just adopted kids and three grown girls and just adopted three boys, but it just didn't sit right with me. And the whole night, it just didn't sit right. And I was like, yeah, this, this doesn't help. This, this is, and this is tainting my whole thing. So yesterday I posted on Instagram a picture of just two chairs by themselves and said that would have been the empty chair would have been me because I would not have taken the chance and gone and done these things. Um, and talked about how I really enjoyed spending time in Waxhaw and the Airbnb was probably the best we'd stayed at. Um, one restaurant that wasn't the greatest, but in all our travels, we were bound to find one that we didn't particularly like the food and that just happened to be it. Um, but being, I don't think it was intentional. Maybe it's the way I felt because I built it up in my mind so much. But I almost made it feel like I wasn't important enough for the time. And that could be just me thinking. But I posted, I don't know what she's got going on. But I'm just going to say bless her heart and pray for her. Because that's all I can do. It's over. It's done. There's nothing I can do to make the situation better. There's, but it's, it's really harmful. I realized when you place importance on other people. Um, now this particular author, I devour her work. I'm actually doing a study right now of one of her books. But as I chat, as I thinking that because she's made such a huge impact on my life, I would she would have remembered me, but she had no clue who I was. And that kind of was humbling to me. And it really, because I even did an episode where we thanked her for what she, the impact she's made. And I guess when you're in ministry and you go to all these different things that, yeah, you kind of face this dupler together, but at what point do you say, okay, I'm a dollar sign. But I feel like the Lord is leading me to something with this. I feel like um, the Lord is leading me through, okay, this maybe you need to focus on what she taught you and what you, she did. 
uh, then as opposed to focusing on that interaction. I don't know if I told you this or not, but I actually, I am going through contract negotiations right now to host a live DIY show with a, with a, um, I can't say the company's name yet, um, but it's one that appeared out of the blue this summer. I'm a little apprehensive about it. I really don't know what's going on, but it's going to be remotely produced. I'm going to be doing it in here in the block cabin. So a lot of reconfigurating. It's got to be done. I think I'm going to probably end up having to get a bigger desk um, just so that I can. Or who knows? I may bring that desk that was out. My kitchen table, my dining room table. I may bring it back in to um, be out here there's it's 10 episodes running from I think October to November or beginning of December and it's also going to be with the options for them to pick me up for more episodes if I do a great job but it's going to require a lot on my part I am one of these people that I am not a person that practices what they do I just come on and every interview that you hear us speaking about even you hear me flubbing my words it's me. It's authentic. And this time I'm going to have to go through rehearsals with the producers. We're going to have to do all these things. So I don't know how much time this is going to be jumped out of the schedule. And I'm telling you this now, not to brag, but I'm telling you that maybe the, the potential for the podcast episodes will only be once every two weeks or one a week, or there may be some weeks I may skip podcast episodes. I don't know yet. I don't know exactly. The logistics is really scaring me. It's the unknown because they won't tell me what days they're going to um, be filming on. I don't have any of that information whatsoever. So it's kind of, I will have to shift some things around to try to get things going. But with that said, um, the Lord has blessed me with that this year. And the Lord has blessed me with a full inbox of opportunities as well. And also something that I never thought I would ever say that I would ever do. And that is an opportunity to go back to school and dive more into the biblical Christian management of things. And so I don't know if that's something I'm going to do too. It's just all these doors are opening um, and it's because I'm letting myself be open. I don't know if you know anything about angel numbers. Um, angel numbers is something that Gracie has really gotten me into the last couple of days, the last couple, well, since we traveled. And basically, it's um, an angel number is when you see three of the same number in order. Like, a lot of people see them on the clocks and say, oh, that's an angel number, like 111 or 333. But to me, that's something that you see. If you see on a clock, you have it on it. Pretty much, you know, if you're looking at the clock at the right time, you're going to see it. But this particular, these two particular numbers, Gracie saw one time on her way back, she saw a 777 seven times yesterday and she's never seen it that many and it means fulfilled dreams and good luck it's related to perfection enlightenment and heavenly direction this number signifies that you're on the correct road and that your guardian angels are helping and guiding you every step of the way be receptive to the angels counsel and wisdom and have faith that they will guide you to your finest potential destiny Seeing the number 777 everywhere is an angelic message, and angels want you to take note of it. Um, the, higher the higher in power wants you to worry less because you're in the right place. 
They always try to show us they are among us by communicating us through a sequence of angel numbers. And it says, um, the angel number seven and angel number means you your spiritual growth and focusing on your sacred energies. That, and it just says, tells you to be mindful of your indecision, your end decisions, and that you are destined for something great and it's time to find out and to let go of fear. So that was huge for me because, like I said, the unknown. And then the other other angel number that we saw was 111. And we saw that several times. And that means, um, hold on. Hold on just a second. Let me find it. One one one, triple ones, I should say. Um, wants you to stay focused and not follow the crowd. Assures that you eventually make sense when you trust the angelic realm. By all means, believe in yourself and let confidence speak. Try as much as possible to invest in your future and always do something that keeps you on the go. It's means leadership. They have the innate inability to become great leaders. And I mean, guys, I'm just, I'm just in awe because everything that I was questioning or thinking about yesterday happened. You know, those were, those were my fears. Like, okay, I'm fearing about going live in person, which I don't understand because I used to do that all the time, but now it's a rehearsal. Now with other people, I'm be producing. I've got to watch what I say. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Kind of come up with all these crafts. All this stuff is just blowing my mind. And it's pretty awesome though, that I get this chance to do this. Um, second of all is, um, I have to let go of fear. I have to let go of that little girl who was told she wasn't pretty and who forever thinks she's not pretty and not confident and let go of that little girl. Tell that little girl, I love you, you are loved, you are beautiful, you've grown to become a beautiful woman in spirit, mind, and body, and that God loves you, and God made you to be exactly who you were supposed to be, and to learn from that experience, and to grow from that experience, and not let it hold you back. So if you've ever been told something in your life that has stuck with you, and has made you the person you are today, join with me and let that let that negative go and become the person you're meant to be with that said bless you go grab ashley's book tired of trying because it's an amazing book um i promise you will not be disappointed i'm hoping soon i can get ashley on i'm actually going to message her a couple of times this week and ask her if um she wants to come on maybe after next week um, and talk about her book because it's, it's just an amazing book. And with that said, be blessed. And most importantly, keep chatting and let go of fear. Let go of that negative. I know it's hard because I'm still dealing with it. And I am in my fifties. And this was said to a little girl when she was seven years old, let go of that fear, let go of that insecurity and know that you belong regardless of what anybody else makes you feel or how you are made, how you feel yourself, you belong. 
Until next time. Bye. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe. And don't miss the next episode.